Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and every week I lead you through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond, bringing you stories of the amazing people in and around the barbecue culture. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen in. I appreciate the gift of your time, and I hope I can entertain you for a little bit. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. And now, on with this week's show. Hello, Eat More Barbecue family, and thank you for tuning in. This is episode number 143 of Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast. We've been putting on some virtual miles here on the podcast lately, down to Texas, then up to southeastern Saskatchewan, and back to Texas last week. And now this week we're taking a trip out to the east coast of Canada, where a local has found some barbecue inspiration from a transplanted Texan. Plus, when I found out they were only located about 15 minutes away from Oak Island, I just had to ask all about that. Fireworks Texas Barbecue is on the podcast this week from Mahone Bay, Nova Scotia. Are you thinking of starting a podcast to help build your personal or business brand but don't know how to get started? Eat More Barbecue Digital Media can help you with consulting, recording, voice work, or full production. Contact us at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com for more information. The fourth week of March means it's time for Ryan's Soapbox, coming up after the interview with Luke and Mickey from Fireworks Texas Barbecue. This interview on the Eat More Barbecue podcast is brought to you by ATB Financial. Today, I want to tell you about ATB's new podcast, The Future Of. Join Todd Hirsch, APTB's Vice President and Chief Economist, as he connects with special guests who offer unique and useful perspectives about the future. Explore how our economy and communities can not only brace for change, but also embrace the opportunity it creates. From the future of women in business to the changing nature of work itself, the future of helps us understand what's coming and what we need to do today to get the tomorrow we want. Featuring two episodes each month plus bonus episodes, The Future Of includes interviews with top community and business leaders from Alberta and around the world. Subscribe to The Future Of in the Apple Store, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found. And connect to ask your questions about the future by emailing thefutureof at atb.com. It has been said that uh, Texas barbecue is taking over the world. Uh, and the influence is spreading uh, really across the globe. And uh, today I'm joined by some folks uh, on the east coast of Canada and Nova Scotia. Uh, Luke and Michelle or Mickey from Fireworks Texas Barbecue. Welcome to the show. How are we doing today? Thank you. We're doing great. Awesome. Um, so let's just, I guess, before we get really into what uh, what you're doing on the tex- on the barbecue scene, tell us a little bit about yourselves. I'm originally a carpenter here. Thirty years, I guess. All right, a carpenter, you said. Yep. Okay. And you're from uh, from that area there, Luke. Originally from here, yes. Yep. All right. And Michelle, and Ricky. Uh, I'm from Texas. Well, you are. You're the Texas influence. I'm the Texas influence. Yep. So, yeah. Whereabouts yeah. in Texas are are you from? I was born in San Antonio, raised in Houston, and I moved here from uh, Brigham area, actually. All right. Texas. Awesome. Yeah. I'm a little bit familiar with Houston myself. Uh, I get down there for work every now and then, so love it down there. Haven't been to San Antonio yet, though. So. Oh, it's great, especially if you go right before Christmas, mm-hmm. lights are on on the Riverwalk. Yeah. Like that, so yeah. Looks uh, looks beautiful. So what brought you to Nova Scotia? Um, Just kind of... 
a change in life. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. And how did the two of you uh, meet up? Uh, actually, his mama introduced us. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yep. So the question I've uh, kind of asked everybody at the beginning, uh, what does barbecue mean to you? Great food and fun. Good to have gatherings, friends, and family. I really enjoy it. Yep. For me, it's all about uh, family, friends, fellowship. You know, it's informal. It's sit down, young and old, get it together, and... Uh, it's as much about food as it is just an experience, really. It's yep. Culture. Absolutely. And maybe, uh, Mickey, uh, talk about some kind of your barbecue influences or memories growing up in Texas. Oh, well, everybody barbecues. Yep. You know, I do. My dad, my uncle, uh, you know, I remember butchering a hog and those kinds of things. Uh, yeah, everybody did. I mean, if, I don't. I don't think there's anybody really in Texas that doesn't have at least a backyard pit of some sort. Yeah. It's just the way we are. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that when I've been in Houston driving around, you drive by yards and there's some sort of a, a pit or smoker or something, uh, seems to be in just about every yard sitting there. Right. And, and, uh, and people there do know the difference between barbecue and grilling. Yes, indeed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was one thing I found when I came here is like, you invited us over for uh, hamburgers. Yep. And they called barbecue hamburgers. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly a bit of an education up here for sure for getting the getting that difference out there, right? Okay. So talk about Fireworks Texas Barbecue. How did that kind of come to be? Like I said, she said nobody around here knew what real barbecue was. Right. I didn't put it quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> So she kind of introduced me to what Texas Hall Barbecue was. Right. I uh, first started with a green egg, tried my first brisket. It's like, it's good, but it's not right. And then I got up and showed me what smokers and stuff they were using. And I just bought a little cheap offset smoker and tried one on that, got a little better. And I decided to build my own. Yep. Built one out of a 325 gallon propane tank. And people liked it, so we decided we were going to start a little food truck. Right. So we did that, and that did really well, and then COVID happened, kind of thing. Yeah. People started asking when I was smoking meat again. Like, well, I don't know, COVID, so I just started selling it at the back door. Yep. People were here where we are. Right on. Underground there for a while. Well, that uh, that's a very Texas thing too. It seems the the back the pop ups and the underground, and uh, that's how it seems a lot of folks get kind of get started down there. So, so I guess what is fire? What is the concept right now? You've got kind of a storefront, and you're doing takeaway meals, or yeah, we do a lot of our meats are back and sealed, so you can take them home and eat them. Yep, we do some frozen meals, and we're about to start. Hot food, probably made like brisket sandwiches, cold pork sandwiches. Awesome. Okay. Yep. Slowly grown. Yeah. Do you have at the at the shop there? Do you have space for seating, or what's the what's the setup? We don't. We don't have space for seating, so it's not straight. now. Yeah. Not the current configuration, but future wise, we could. Yeah. 
So take take out only for now kind of thing is the idea with the hot sandwiches and yeah, right on. And and then you got some grocery type items. It looks like I can see uh, behind you there a few things and uh, saw some yep. stuff on the website and got some hot sauces and rubs and we're gonna start bringing in some more rubs from other people. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Texas pepper jelly's gonna be here. Yeah, I saw that on your website. That's pretty I, I hear lots about them. I haven't uh, about bringing those products in. Yeah, haven't had a chance to try the Texas pepper jelly, but I've uh, heard lots uh, about it, so that red candy sounds real intriguing. It does indeed, yeah. I don't know if I can get it out here in Alberta anywhere, so and then uh as you grow you're thinking of expanding so you can have seating is that kind of the idea eventually or what's uh what are the plans there yeah i would say we might try to possibly yeah we're not rolling it out we're just i mean one thing about this whole business is it's kind of led us yeah we're trying to manage it when when we were going to do the food truck it was basically just friends and family were like i'll need to sell this to people Mm -hmm. you know yeah because we'd have over and we'd feed people our food and Basically, they were like, y'all need to sell it. So we did the food truck. And meanwhile, we were both still working full-time, all the time. We were seven days a week. And we had an Airbnb at the same time. Oh, sure. Yeah, lots uh, lots going on. There was no grass growing around our feet. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> and uh, it went really well. And uh, we intended to do it again. And then he was, you know, by January, already getting hit up for meat and stuff. And we all decided, you know, let's go ahead and do it. And then, you know, like I said, COVID happened. Yeah. So we just sort of playing it you know by ear the, the trailer wound up selling we didn't even try to sell it it just happened yeah so yeah and, and then you know with covid i mean for us we don't really know business without covid at this point That's yeah really yeah we opened in the middle of covid and it's still kind of going so yeah yeah and i guess i go ahead sorry uh, luke i was just gonna say the takeout option was the best option at that point right absolutely yeah well, yeah, when we learned when we had the food truck, we would have a line before we opened, and it was people literally in line to buy the meat and take it home. Right. They weren't necessarily at the uh, brewery, because we were setting up at a brewery, it was uh, honestly a great combination, mm-hmm. but a lot of them just wanted to take it home, so we kind of thought at that point, we may not need to have dying it. It's, it's you know, it would be an asset, of course, right. but we might not need it. And you're, I guess I didn't say at the beginning, you're in Mahone Bay, Nova Scotia, correct? Yes, sir. So talk about that. I, I'm not. I know the name, but I'm not really familiar. Like how big of a how big of a market is that Mahone Bay? And uh, Mahone Bay is a really small town. It's got about 900 people in it. Okay. But through social media, I guess we have you know people coming from all over Halifax, Harris, and Valley and stuff. That right. Actually- so you're what about an hour from Halifax? Is it? For an hour, yeah. yeah, so you got a, a good area to to draw from, right? Not you're not just uh, not just in fairly good tourist uh, area, probably the where you are there. Yeah, yeah. in summer for sure. Eh? Definitely so. Um, meals we bought for you know for the locals, the, the meals in the winter time, mm-hmm. good options. Yeah, give them some. In um, the barbecue season here, a lot of people think it's done. You know, once it starts getting cold. So. Yeah. Change that. You just got to get yeah, get people's mind wrapped around it, right? Yeah, okay. barbecue year round here. Yeah. Through the winter. Oh And you're doing pre-orders on the meals and that sort of thing, right? Yeah. So then you gives you an idea of what you how much you need to cook, so you're not left over with a bunch extra. And right. well, it's mainly because 
we would have people who wanted, you know, basically whole briskets or even more than a whole brisket. So right. that, that was a good way to ensure that they got what they wanted. And then people just come in and, you know, grab what was available if they were willing to kind of risk. Yeah. We find that our sausage and our brisket in particular, our ribs too for that matter, they're, they're hard to keep long. Yeah. Well, that's good. Creating uh, creating a market where, where maybe there wasn't one, right? A step at a time. Yeah. So you, you touched on a few of the items. What sort of stuff are you cooking there? I do brisket, pork butts, spare ribs, beef ribs once in a while. Right. Uh, half chickens and turkey breasts. Nice. So all, all the main proteins. Yes, and we make our own uh, beef sausage. Okay, you're making your own sausage. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, pure beef. There's no pork added to it. All right. <laughs> kind of an East Texas uh, style there. Uh, kind of, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I grew up with. Yeah. Where, whatever okay. it is, right? When we wanted to do sausage, I told him, I said, you guys hard on you about brisket. I said, you haven't seen anything yet. Sausage <laughs> is the thing. I love it. Yeah. I'd say he did pretty good. Yeah. It's tasty. Yeah. Uh, have you had a chance to, I guess, Luke more so, been get down to Texas at all and uh, try any of the barbecue down there at all? I haven't. Uh, no. Gone to Toronto, tried a few places there. Yep. We got a couple that are starting to pop up around here, but mm-hmm. we were gonna go and then COVID. Yeah, started. that changed a lot of things for a lot of people. Yeah. Huh? yeah as soon as we're able to, this hopefully this next uh, winter, summertime, we're just too busy. Yeah. But we'll try to. So, because I mean, I want to go home and see family too. For sure, yeah, no kidding. Well, and uh, you touched on it there, uh, Luke. The I was going to ask you about the the Nova Scotia barbecue scene. What's uh, what's happening? I know the Old Road and uh, out in Truro there, they seem to be doing pretty good stuff. But what else yeah, is kind of going on there? Is it is it growing? I guess it's not a lot. There's uh, one or two in Halifax. There's one called Upstreet Barbecue. Yeah, they're nice. Boneheads. Boneheads. They use an oiler. Okay. Yeah. Big oiler. Yeah. I don't know what Upstreet uses, but I think they all use some kind of commercial smoke for them. Right. I think, yeah, I think um, Old Road Barbecue, you mentioned it through. I think they and ourselves are the only ones who do stick. Yeah. Stick wood. Yeah. Doing the offset. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they use an I offset or not. They, they have a reverse flow, I believe. Okay. Yeah. They're all stick burner. Yeah. Yeah. So it, is, it seems to be uh, growing a little bit out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That uh, the barbecue scene it uh, catching on everywhere. It seems so. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So I'm going to uh, change subjects on you a little bit here. Uh, looking at the map at and Mahone Bay, Sunday nights in our household is Oak Island night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he loves the <this> show. <laughs> I have a few friends back home, and they watch it all the time. So, so I was like telling my daughter, I'm talking to somebody who's like 15 minutes from Oak Island. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we met friends on boats, take us right around the island and stuff, so it's fun. Yeah. We're friends, we're friends with the one diver there, Tony Sampson. Okay, yeah. Yeah, oh, seen... dog. yeah, he does salty dog tours. Yeah, and, okay. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, he's, he's very familiar with that island. I imagine. So what, I guess, uh, from somebody local, what's the what's the vibe or what's the situation there as opposed to what we see on TV? Well, I, I guess it's, it's similar. pretty much similar. Yeah, everybody's excited TV. about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, because the, I don't know if you know, but a lot of their home base when they have their meetings and stuff is at the Mug and Anchor Pub, which this is just right down the road. Okay. Here, so. Yeah, I've seen them in yeah. there. Yeah, before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's right down here, and uh, it's a great place to hang out and eat and have a few drinks. So. Yeah. It's pretty neat. It's really pretty neat, actually. I think everybody hopes that they're going to find something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I can dra- drag it out a little, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we, we've joked that they found the treasure the first year, but they're just dragging it out to... <laughs> For the TV show. <laughs> yeah, got to stretch it out. Yeah. So what do you think? Is there anything left there? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. I never know. Yeah. Maybe they haven't dug fair enough. Yeah, who knows? I've, I, I, I've been saying, especially with this season, they, they found enough evidence that there was definitely yeah. something there at some point, right? Oh, yeah. Whether, whether, it's, whether there's any of it's left there or not, but uh, yeah. cer- certainly, uh, certainly something... Uh, Something was there. Yep. Do you see a lot of tourist activity because of that, or what's the like? How much of a tourist draw is is that? I would say it helps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know you know Tony's very busy when you know the waters are warm and they can get out. Mm-hmm. Usually, if someone's coming here from away, and if they can do that tour, that's what they want to do. So, yeah. Yeah. They love it, right? I mean, it's, it's intriguing as pirates. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It's better than that. Oh, a, yeah, yeah. Need to get need to get you guys hooked in there with them and uh, provide some food or something. Uh, <laughs> get the word out for uh, get the word out through that for you. <laughs> no, that's awesome. We've yeah, like I say, we've been uh, watching the show pretty regularly here for a few years. We uh, if we're not around, we PBR it and watch it later. So it's uh, yeah, that uh, Gary Drayton, the metal detector guy. He's a character. Yeah. Yeah. So is he low? Does he live in the area, or is he just somebody that comes in for the show? Or I think come in. And yeah, they're not looking on the Yeah, right on. And uh, who's the uh, the blacksmith guy, Carmen Leg? Yeah, he's up yeah. at some uh, some historical site or something. They come and bring him stuff to check out. He's kind of an interesting okay. fellow too. So. Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right on. So where uh, folks are looking to get in touch with you, find you, where can uh, people track you down there? You're in Mahone Bay at Fireworks Barbecue. Yep. Fireworksbarbecue.ca. Yep. Right on. And uh, the last question I kind of ask everybody, it's uh, it's dinner time. You got the grill or the smoker fired up. What's uh, what's the go-to meal for you? Our go-to meal is brisket. Actually made had leftover sausage meat, so I made hamburgers with them, and I put sliced brisket on top. Nice, yeah, so good. Yeah, we got a guy that uh, we get um, these candied jalapenos from mm. Chili Chili Bang Bang, and he lived in Texas for eight years and went to uh, Bernie. Oh yeah, Chili, I guess. Yeah, put those candied jalapenos on top. He mm. fell in love with it, and uh, those are a great addition. We're really happy to have those added to our sandwiches and things yep. like that. Yeah, I saw that uh, the burger. You had a picture of it up there. <laughs> that looked pretty good. That looked damn good. I'm telling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Yep. I eat good around here now that I got this boy doing Texas barbecue. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Brisket. Uh, you got your brisket fix. That's all you need, right? <laughs> well, the sausage. I told you, man. I'm yeah. About that, the sausage. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we're starting to really sell a lot of our sausage now that people have started trying it. That's good. Um, and you know, there's a there's it's all gluten free too, so that matters to a lot. Well, you know, we're really starting to get a lot more questions. So yep. even our meals, I'm, I'm working hard to kind of get them to the point of being gluten free. So yeah, what sort are you doing? Some sides and stuff as well. I guess we didn't really touch on that. What are you doing? Uh, 
for sides. Well, we're doing my ant bells. <laughs> They're not my favorite. Everybody else loves them. They're uh, apple pie smoked beans. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I've never been a baked bean fan, yeah. but that was so I make those. Um, then we have uh, more mac and cheese. Yeah. And we're going to have a Mackey B, I think, this summer. We're putting brisket on top of that. It's nice. So rich. It's good. Yep. Uh, if, if you imbibe a little too much the night before, it's really good to take care of that the next morning. Good hangover breakfast. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And then um, we have potato salad, which is a, a mustard and a mayo mixed with a hint of cayenne. And yep. dill slaw. Nice. So I don't, I'm not a big coleslaw fan, but I love my dill slaw. Get a little dill in there, so, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. a little Texas caviar, maybe. Mm, very good, yep. Yeah, so I think we're going to pull out a little Texas caviar this summer. I had that at, uh, had some of that at Regal's in Houston a few years back. Yeah. Yeah, cool. good stuff. It is good. It was, yeah. And then we're, um, I think we're going to start making our own table salsa as well. I like uh, a red, a fried red salsa, so we'll do that as well. Right on. We're having fun with it. Yep. Makes me, oh. Gonna have to make a trip out there one of these days and uh, check it out. Absolutely, it's beautiful here in the home bay. Yeah, no, it looks like just a beautiful, uh, beautiful part of the country for sure. I think yeah. here and with Canada being as as big as it is and so widespread, people don't, you know, being out here on the west, uh, we don't realize all all the time what we've got right here, right? Yeah, I mean, there's just so much here in this this province. For yeah, even still, you know, going see yeah i think people have this idea of you know if they're traveling they need to go outside of the country and they kind of forget what they've got uh, what we have right here to to enjoy and uh, yeah and the problem part of the issue with that i guess with the size of the country and the airfare it's sometimes cheaper to go elsewhere yeah. than it is to travel within our own uh, within our own borders so yeah it's good though, folks. If you're uh, in the mood for some great Texas barbecue, and uh, take the trip out to Mahone Bay. So awesome, guys! Thank you so much for doing this, uh, taking some time out of your uh, your Sunday. I really appreciate it, and best of luck with everything you got going there. And we'll be watching you on Instagram. And uh, awesome! All right, all right. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you to Luke and Mickey from Fireworks Texas Barbecue in Mahone Bay, Nova Scotia, for joining me on the show this week. It was great getting to meet them. And our conversation right at the end really has me think, got me thinking. It's a very Canadian thing to think about traveling outside of our borders for vacation. And we often forget about the incredible abundance of beautiful and amazing places we have right here at home. Check out the Fireworks Instagram account at fireworks underscore BBQ to see some great photos of the Mahone Bay area in Nova Scotia. This is the fourth week of the month and time for Ryan's Soapbox, my monthly opportunity to talk to you about whatever might be on my mind. This month, the Soapbox is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta. Offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. If you switch providers, nothing changes about the delivery of these utilities to your home or business. If you have an existing contract, you're going to want to find out the terms before leaving. If you don't, then it's even even easier to sign up for Park Power. You, as the consumer, have the choice of who you pay your bills to. Why not choose your friendly local utilities provider? Learn more at parkpower.ca. This month, I want to talk a little about following your dreams. Don't worry, friends, I'll bring it back to barbecue a little by the end. Next year will mark 30 years for me working in the transportation and logistics industry. 
Looking back, uh, way back at my time in high school, I certainly wasn't a bad or problem student. But I also wouldn't say that I was a great model student either. As I got further along in school, my motivation to put in the time on classwork and assignments seemed to lessen. I didn't have a clear idea of what I wanted to do with my life, and I didn't really have the desire or resources to continue on with university. I told myself for a bit that I would work and save money until I figured out what I wanted to study, and then I'd go to school. Well, that never happened, and just about two years out of high school, I fell into what would become a career when I ran into one of my uncles at 7-Eleven, and he mentioned he was looking for someone to work in the warehouse at the Winnipeg Air Freight office that he managed. Well, here we are almost 30 years later. It was never my dream to work in this industry, but that doesn't mean I haven't enjoyed it. I've had the opportunity to work for some very good companies, and a couple of less desirable ones, and I've met a ton of great people over the years that I'm proud to call friends. I've been able to do a number of different types of jobs over those years, and I appreciate the experiences I've had. My current workplace is great, and I fully expect to be there until I retire, whenever that might be. All of this said, I can admit that it isn't what I'd call my dream job, and that's okay. I think the lucky people that are able to make a career living out of their dreams are by far the exception. I really enjoy my work regardless, and most days look forward to going to the office. I came to a realization recently, though. We've had some stressful times here around our house lately, and there was a stretch of a couple weeks where we did very little actual cooking, and I certainly didn't do any smoking or grilling in that time. Over the last two weekends, I've been able to get back cooking, and I've had the Weber kettle fired up a few times to cook up some fun things. It was this past Sunday, after cooking some ribs and making a tasty dinner, that I realized that the kitchen and the grill is my happy place. I don't have any regrets about how my life has turned out. Besides the thing that it, things that I mentioned earlier, my career has helped me provide for my family along with my amazing wife. And while we don't live a glamorous life, we also don't want for much. I don't care to think back about how my life might have gone if I'd followed a different path. That said, though, this recent realization has got me thinking about how I might be able to make barbecue and cooking more of a part of my life going forward. I have some ideas and I hope to roll some things out in a few... Excuse me, I have some ideas, and I hope to roll out a few things in the coming weeks. So, this has been a long-winded way to say that you don't have to make a career out of your dream in order to follow it, and that it is important to try and make your dream a reality in some way, even when you realize what that is later in life. Thanks for listening to me, and follow your dreams, friends. Thanks again to Mickey and Luke from Fireworks, Texas Barbecue in Mahone Bay, Nova Scotia, who joined me back in the first segment. Check the show notes for links to their social media and website. The COVID lockdown restrictions continue to slowly be eased up here in Alberta, and most restaurants are now offering some level of limited seating for dine-in. Keep your eyes open to see what your local barbecue joints are doing, and wherever you are, in Alberta or elsewhere, get out there and support them in whatever way you're comfortable and able. And whatever you're doing and wherever you're going, stay safe and wear your masks. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week. Hey, friends. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the show, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca. Check out the listing of joints on the Barbecue Trail site and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out and show your local barbecue joints some love. Give me a follow on Twitter at Eat More Barbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at Eat underscore More underscore Barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, my email is eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. 
Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and is a production of Eat More Barbecue Digital Media. Till next time, folks, keep on smoking. Thank you.